All right, we're going to see um, how long this kid lasts without making mistakes. <laughs> We've got Aaron behind the glass right now because Brandon's at the uh, Country Music Awards. Aaron, what's that called? What kind of awards are they? Um, I'm not totally sure. Country to Music honest. Something it's Something Awards. Something. It's, a, it's, it's like a, Midwest Country you go. Music you o- Organization Awards. That's where Brandon is tonight. So Aaron's covered for him. Thanks, young man. Yeah, no problem. I thought Brandon was out in Arizona golfing or something. No, I, I don't thought. think I don't think the man can <laughs> golf, man. And if you ever golf, do you have to wear a real an insulated hat because he's as oh, bald yeah. as a cue ball yeah that's not nice oh, well that's a true story Be nice to brand no brandon is gone at the midwest country music awards or whatever it's called we should know they just talked about the whole show before us but aaron is this your your first all by yourself producing the show yes well we're gonna put you to the test tonight oh boy and we're gonna put you through the ringer no i really appreciate you standing in for brandon i had a feeling he was going to be in tonight but um we have a couple things coming up we're gonna have some call-in guests. We'll see how you do with that. And we might do a call-in to win tickets. Ooh. To what? And we'll see how that goes. Well, it's there's a lot of events coming up, Strew, man. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. By the way, Sam's not here. Uh, who knows where Sam is? But it's just Mark and Steve Strusinski, and I feel... You know, the six feet apart thing is really working out well for me because Mark sounds like he's going to die. Yeah, but, uh, I, I got some, some goop from the kids last week. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, went through the COVID a couple weeks ago. I'll got all cured from that, and then I get hit with some sort of cold. But um, I feel a lot better. I'm ready to rock. Parenthood, parenthood is a just yeah. A, I have the worst immune system, and and the kids get <laughs> sick all the time. Any yeah. parents of grade schoolers knows this, but anytime the kids come home with a sniffle, I get it, and uh, I have to suffer through it. Hey, before I interrupted you, you were talking about giving away tickets to something. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Uh, the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic is our sponsor for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We really appreciate working with them. You bet. It's a little different. It's not the Outdoor News Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic anymore. It's kind of separated, I think, with uh, with the new merger, and, and they got bought out by our good friend Rob Driesline in, in a group. So um, it's marketed separate, but it is the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic. It's it's a new venue at Canterbury Park. Now, it, it was supposed to be in Canterbury Park two years ago, and they were open Friday night and then had to cancel on Saturday. What a mess. That's that's one of those weekends I will never forget. Yeah, what like a mess. Like the first weekend where everything closed yeah. down. Yeah. Um, I remember going home from work that Friday and stopping at Fleet Farm and like buying supplies like like we were going to war or something. Um, it was a weird situation. You know, it's, it's funny how things change, in not, not priorities, but... Important events change. My biggest memory of where I was was when John Kennedy was shot and murdered. <laughs> You'll never forget when where you were when the. <laughs> well, I remember the sem- September 11th week uh, when that happened. I was at school. I remember that very distinctly. But I do remember this too. You know, it's like there was warnings they're going to shut down the whole. I mean, no one ever heard of that before. Nope. That you're shutting down the country basically. Anyway, so we we were scheduled to go there that Saturday two years ago. And see the new digs at Canterbury Park, but it got canceled Friday, so we never ended up going. Uh, anyway, this year it's March 11th, 12th, and 13th at Canterbury Park. Uh, it's going to have Lee and Tiffany Lakoski, host of Crush TV on Outdoors Channel. Great people. We've talked to them both many times. Uh, we'll have to get them on. And also Melissa Bachman, who's also been a guest many times. Will yeah, be Melissa was thinking about, I couldn't get a hold of her. She's, I, I, got a, I tried short notice, and she's been a great guest of ours, a good friend of the show's. Uh, who knows where she is, but we'll have her on before the uh, the Deer and Turkey Classic takes place on March 12th. Uh, also, l- tickets are available for $12. Youth 
Age 10 to 15, it's $5, and children 9 and under are free. There's military discounts. There's ladies' night on Friday. We should have gone to ladies' night, Drew. I'm in, pal. How, how busy is ladies' night at Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic? Is it? I would think I would think it's big. I would think I bet there's a lot of there's people. There's a lot of ladies in yeah. the business, but it's like yeah. ladies' night at a bar is always more guys because they're like, oh, it's ladies' night. Let's go check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like Dirty Grandpa. Let's remember that one. Yeah. Well, yes, very much. Anyway, other, other than superstars, are going to be there like 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 uh, Nicole and and uh, Pat Nicole yeah, Reeves yeah, yep. from Driven TV mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of what other events are things going to be on? What are they going to be displaying? What not? There's going to be a lot of cool things, right? And you're yeah. Well, them. they always have live live scoring of antlers. Yeah, and you've done that there, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Was that Baloney Bull? Mm-hmm. That was a uh, hundred and. About 162, 163, something like that. You know, that, I think that's the biggest deer in the world. And 162 doesn't mean anything anymore today, looking right. at some of the racks that you see out there. But uh, yeah. um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, just talking from experience, there's always the kid zone. It's pretty cool. You can pet pet animals and do all that stuff. There's there's just so many different booths there. It's a lot of fun. We've, I mean, we've been promoting that show or a similar form of that show for Seven years now, or and, yeah, uh, and, and talking about the the racks, they they always have four or five world records or Minnesota state records that happened in the last couple of years. Yep, and just to go see the size of some of these animals, uh, it, it's it's incomprehensible unless you're there. You know, uh-huh. to see something like that walking through the woods, how can you stay calm? Is way beyond me, man. I remember last time I went there. Do you remember that story of that yes. guy that shot shot yep. the the giant buck in northern Minnesota yep. on his lawn chair? Yeah, yeah. And I remember walking through the show, and he had his lawn chair hanging on the wall, hanging on the wall yeah, with yeah. the rack. That was that was kind of fun. Yeah, we interviewed like him as well. I forget his name, but it was not too far away from here. It was in St. Cloud or something. He's about ninety years old, give or take. He's yeah. he's pretty well crippled up, and his kids drop him off. They haul him out to his lawn chair. They go away like fifteen minutes. The biggest buck in the world comes by, and he drops it. Yeah, was that a cool. state record or something? I can't yeah, remember. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's just crazy. He'll be he'll be out there. I'm sure. Probably he's going to ride that one in as long as yeah. he can for sure. Yeah. Well, we were gone for two weeks, pal. This is well. The boys are back in town. This is, by the way, thanks for listening, everybody. It's a four outdoorsman. I'm Strew Man. Uh, Mark Lukey's here. Sam Oftedal is off for the night, and Aaron's taking over for our buddy Brandon but uh so I've uh, been offered to a couple of things what's what's happened the last couple of weeks anything special uh well the super bowl well that was fun yeah yeah, yeah. cuz you and I won 40 bucks we did win 40 bucks we yeah. did i think that's legal but we'll talk about it on air yeah no we, we uh we yeah. both well i i told you to bet on cincinnati and they covered the spread I'm uh, glad that i didn't get greedy cuz they won by 3 or something and the spread was 4 4 and a half yeah yep. Oh, we did take Cincinnati, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. we won some money. I I let my son down. He was in a. I let him join a fantasy football league. He's only eight he, years old, by the he, way. He's guys. nine. Yep. Nine. And you pick a quarterback, receiver, and running back. And he was in first place going into Super Bowl weekend. You can only pick a player once. And what is first prize? Two hundred fifty bucks. And how many people involved in your in twelve? Your, that's a lot. So he was yeah. in first place coming into the yeah. last week. Ready, ready to score big for yeah. a nine-year-old. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't surf the internet he has no access to any stats or who's starting so at the beginning of the playoffs i printed out starting receiver starting running back starting quarterback for every team because you can only pick them once well i did not know that sony michelle was not going to start in the super bowl and sony michelle is for los angeles okay. the He's, backup okay. for the super bowl he was not the backup to start the playoffs right so anyway he picked sony michelle sony michelle doesn't play maybe one snap my son loses by one <laughs> 
It was completely my fault. Was he aware of that going he in? He was, yeah. Was he aware of that like halfway no, he, through he the game? No, he did not until after. Oh. I wondered why he wasn't starting. I'm yeah. like, why is Akers out there starting? Yeah. And then I researched it and found out he's not starting, so. Well, that's a, what a thrill for the kid to get broken. It's he, better for him to lose right now because yes. otherwise you get cocky. And, and uh, when I was younger, I did some stupid things and placed bets with bookies. Yeah. And we win the first time, a couple of times, you think this is a piece of cake. And then you just keep writing checks. And it wasn't his money. So how yeah. upset can you be for not betting your money? But anyway, should we do uh, should we do the giveaway, do you think, in the sure. first segment? You got any shout-outs? I do. I, I kind of got to it late. I know there's a couple. Do you want me to Yeah, go for here? that, right? And then we'll, go, then we'll go to the giveaway and see if anyone's listening. Honey, call in, all right? If, if uh, no one calls in, call in to win these <laughs> tickets. Uh, so Four Outdoorsman, shout-out. Thank you, everyone, for writing. Uh, you can get on the radio if you comment on the Four Outdoorsman post. This post was a picture from Bruce at Capable Partners. We he was a guest a couple weeks ago. Yeah, monster! It looks like it looks fake. How giant this this walleye is that you sent to me? Oh yes. I mean, it looks like he's a mannequin behind it. It's got to be a thirty-two inch, unless this guy's arms is straight out. <laughs> unless he's four foot two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a monster fish. Anyway, go to the Four Outdoorsman shout out and check it out. Uh, I have a couple here. Um, Corey Bechtold says Macula again paired with. Billy Rub Tickler or Little Devil, uh, full report to come on What's Working Now page. Uh, Corey also caught a catfish there. And Craig Rudolph Jr. says, had some fun with the kids before the snow hit, caught a nice meal of panfish. And these northern, thanks you two for writing in. And you can still get on. We'll we'll do a shout out later in the show as well if people are late to it. But um, yeah, should we do the giveaway? Yeah, we're going to post. Uh, I'll put on my Facebook page, and you put on your Facebook page as well, all the information that Capable Partners has given us about what their organization is all about and the banquet they have coming up March uh, 25th, give or take, something like that. Uh, they're always looking for donations. It's a wonderful organization, so we'll, we'll share that information with everybody else. Go, go, Do your thing, pal. Should we do Okay, so we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic, March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, actually, what what is our number, Aaron? Do you know the call number? 763 Let's do the, you want to do the third caller? Does that work for you? That sounds good. And if only two call in, take that one quickly, so don't yeah. embarrass us. Okay, um, sounds good. Third caller. 763-450-0100 gets a four-pack of tickets, the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic. Please be able to pick them up at the Bob Studio in Ramsey because and, I'm... Uh, if they're anywhere south of Ramsey, yeah. I'll deliver the darn things okay. for if them. You're, yeah. If you're within a half hour, please pick them up. Otherwise, we'll stay and get your address, and I will mail them to you personally. Yeah, there so you go. There you go. call in. I hope someone calls, otherwise that's always embarrassing. No, it it's happens all the time. It happens. Don't you ever listen to Real Talk Outdoors? They're right behind us. It's hard 763-450-0100. Oh, I see the phone ringing. It's all right. getting hot. All right, hang on now. Call the wolves. now. What, what about the wolves, man? What's happening? Not the Minnesota Timberwolves. The new uh, the rules on, on the, the wolves. I'm the Timberwolves. Sick of wolves. I'm sick of talking about wolves. Doesn't seem like it's been a battle forever. Every day. Well, it's so political. Every day. It's like okay. now they're back. Now they're back and being endangered again. Last year they weren't endangered. Yep. We could blow them up, and now we can't blow them up again. It all depends on who's in office and why is it that way. Why can't we just agree to to manage the population successfully? Um, it's always if a Democrat's in the office, there's no shooting wolves. <laughs> and if a Republican, <laughs> why is it political? I don't get it. You know, it's 
I just don't understand. There's something interesting is going to affect Diana and me because we feed the squirrels and the birds regularly at our house in Venice Heights. But now, apparently the law is going to be that all these bird feeders and squirrel feeders have to be six feet off the ground. I thought deer can reach six feet, can't they? They can certainly they could jump over a six-foot fence. Yeah, well, but uh, so they're all concerned about the deer getting together and eating all the other food, and so they want all the feeders off the ground at least six feet tall. So they're going to have somebody. Here's another job for the DNR. $80,000 a year to go from neighborhood to neighborhood with your tape measure to see, uh, oh, this is 5'9", you're in trouble, pal. That's a, that's a fine, but that, that drives me crazy. So squirrels aren't allowed to knock any in the ground then when they're eating I guess, stuff, I right? guess not. Yeah, the birds don't do it as well. Do, you, do we get a winner? We do have a winner. Is, is, are they available to talk or no? Yes. All um, right. It's Kathy from Montrose. All right. Uh, Kathy, we have to hide. Kathy, what's your, no, don't tell me your last name. Kathy, thanks for listening to the Four Outdoors. You live in Montrose, right? That's correct. All right. Is we don't? I don't know where Montrose is. Where is it? We are west of Minneapolis, St. Paul, about thirty miles. Going toward Buffalo or something like that, maybe? Huh? I don't know. Same correct. Th- All right. Directly south of Buffalo. Well, oh, and fifty-five. Got it. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll meet you halfway for a cup of coffee, and if you're if you're good looking, maybe a beer, and uh, and I'll give you the tickets then. But yeah, that well, that's fun. That's fun. So that you, sounds real good. You enjoy the outdoors, right? Or or this for your husband or your boyfriend or something? Will do. My husband is gonna love the turkey classic. It's uh it's a good time. We've been to it every year for many many years, and it's big and lots of things to do and see, and lots of lots of things to spend money on, and especially at the at the uh, the racetrack, the uh, horse track, mm-hmm. Canterbury. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be a lot a lot of fun. So good for you guys, Kathy. Are you able to pick up the tickets, or do you want us to mail them to you? Uh, mail them, please. Okay, so hold on the line, and Aaron will get your address. Okay. Thank you. Thank but, you for what, calling in, and but, thanks for listening. What happened you to the bet. beer? Anytime we turn our knob to Bob. Oh, that a girl. girl. That a girl. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to the Four Outdoorsman. Cool young lady. Good for her and her husband. Whoever's gonna go with them. Speaking of Bob news. Did you hear that they're expanding its borders? Yeah. That's really cool. No one tells us this kind of stuff. No, no. As a matter of fact, (laughs) we know nothing. You know, it's like all of a sudden, yeah. I'm at a party last night. Someone says, hey, congratulations. What? Bob, I don't know. No one tells us nothing around here. Anyway, Bob Country is expanding its borders. It says they're happy to announce that they've added... AM 1300 and 107.5 FM in central Minnesota and 95.9 FM in the north and east metro. Uh, of course, you can still find them and on 105.5, uh, 1061, and 107.5. So that's that's pretty big news. As a matter of fact, it's really big news. As a matter of fact, I, being proactive, and we talked about this as well, sent that notice that we got. To all of our sponsors and mm-hmm. to potential sponsors, hey, listen, man, radio is the way to go. And we have more listeners than ever. Uh, we reach a lot of people. It's pretty cool. So thanks to Bob FM for expanding their boundaries and, and uh, working hard for our sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, uh, Devil's Lake Tourism, of course, Susie Kenner from Devil's Lake Tourism. Uh, she thanked me because a number of the people that we went on our trip with yep. contacted her and thanked her for helping us get to Devil's Lake and, and having so much fun there. So uh, thanks to you guys. As a shout-out to all the guys that came on that trip with us a couple of weeks back. It's nice you guys to follow up and thank the people who made it work for us, and Devil's Lake Tourism is one of them. It was Enjoy your trip. fish fry. I kept them cold for you. Yeah, speaking of fish fry, I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, those are perch. But speaking of fr- fish fry, we're going to have our second guest is going to be Byron Ellerson. 
And anybody who listens to this show on a regular basis knows that Byron is, lives in the ah, Fridley area, and that's where he was from. He lives out in Andover or someplace now. He's about 68 years old, give or take my age. And, uh, but he spends most of his time, him and his wife Paula, I believe, uh, Paula live uh, up and spend most of their time up in uh, Lake of the Woods. And Byron is one of the big walleye guys up there. But he's down in Florida right now, and he's catching a lot of things, I'm sure. But he sent me, which is nice, something called Vermilion Snapper. And uh, sent me about, oh, maybe 15 fillets. And we had some the other day. It was really nice. Byron, thanks for that. But it's they're so sweet. It's an, might be, this is going on in a limb, the best fish I've ever uh, tasted. Really? Might be, yeah. And I'm telling you, walleye, yeah, walleye's good. This is every bit of as good, if not better. It was wonderful. So we're going to find out all about Vermilion Snapper and what else he's catching down there in, um, in Florida. Maybe he's back right now. And, uh, again, thanks for, for doing that for us, Byron. Looking forward to talking to you. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see. Who is Oh, Joe Nathan was a reliever for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. One of our best. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Byron Ellardson is going to be our favorite reliever tonight because people, to, people had to back out tonight. And so we yeah, had he used to, to be a shortstop yeah. and throw 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now he's a reliever, yeah. So Byron <laughs> will be on a 640. And at 6'10", we've got uh, Bob St. Pierre. A 620, rather, Bob St. Yep. Pierre with the – uh, Pheasants Forever. Yeah, Bob St. Pierre has been with Pheasants Forever for a long time. Really funny guy. He's also host on our rival radio, Outdoors Radio Station, K-Fan. So that should be fun. Um, he's a great guy, and we're getting ready to go down to Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic in Omaha in a couple weeks. I'm going with The Flush and Ron Share Productions. Uh, we, we've partnered with them for a very long time. So I'm getting things ready for our booth down there in Omaha. So we wanted to check in with Bob and and learn more about Pheasants Forever, what he's doing, and uh, more about Pheasants Pheasant Fest in Omaha. It's not that long of a drive, so if that's your jam, get down there. We also, uh, I try to reach out for a number of people for guests tonight, have a lot of fun, and, and keep them on the, on the books to have them down on some other week or so. But I made a phone call to, uh, to our buddy uh, uh, Craig Schubert. You remember who Craig Schubert is? I don't. You don't know the, Sorry. the, the mayor of, uh, of uh, some Ohio City or someplace in Ohio. He's in the mayor in Ohio. With uh, the fish no. houses. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This that was a viral story. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the he didn't get back. He did not get back to me. Uh, Craig did not get back to me. I saw that. That's been absolutely everywhere, and it's been really fun to watch people well, share comment it. Share, on it. Share it to people who don't know. But. Yeah, there. So there's a. I think it was a city councilman talking about ice fishing in Ohio, and uh, he talks about he, he builds up to it. He's like, yeah, and then you catch fish, and then next year you get in various shack, and then the year after that. We all know what that leads to. And What's everyone's that? looking at him like, prostitution. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And the guy next to him looks over like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he was just having fun. I guess in that area where they live, they don't allow fish houses on their waterways. Okay. Because if you have one, then you have 10, then you have 20, you have 30. Well, this, uh-huh. And if you have it on this lake, you can have it on that lake. So they can ice fish, but you can't have fish shanties, they call them. <laughs> and so he was teasing them about, yeah, well, about the, the it'll bring prostitution. Well, after all this crap he's gone through, he said, screw everybody, I'm out of here, quit. He, re- <laughs> he resigned this week. Yeah, that was embarrassing. So I, I can't imagine holding public office after saying something like that. So. I'm also trying to get a hold of a guy named Thor Vix- Vickstrom, his name is. He lives in Quebec. And I don't know if you heard about this. I think I read it in the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And Aaron, just let me know when you got it. When we got to go. Just give me the fingers and whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but this give guy, give finger. me the fingers. This guy, I got to have him on the air because he is every outdoorsman's idol. 1965 or so, he bought an 
He lives up in Quebec, overlooking some kind of waterway. Uh-huh. And in 1965 or so, he bought a seven-acre piece of property in a little island across from him just because, for $5,000. And just because he loved the nature, he loved the outdoors, the birds and whatnot, and he'd see turtles and everything out there. And as, I don't know how far it away. He was offered $500,000 for that island. Wow. He turned it down. Wow. Because I want it always to be as it is right now. I want to have that guy on the show. Hey, be right back with uh, Bob St. Pierre of Pheasant Forever. Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Call to Zeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com. Georgia's Minnesota Muskie Expo is back in conjunction with the Minnesota Anglers Boat Show, featuring seminars, retailers, resorts, factory reps, lures, rods, reels, guides, boats, and more. Kids will love making lures, trout fishing, and games. Georgia's Minnesota Muskie Expo runs March 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Warner Coliseum at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, sponsored by Frankie's Marine and Ranger Boats, with the lowest prices on Ranger, Crestliner, and Lund. For more information, visit mnmuskieexpo.com. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove is your Hineker snowplow dealer. Hineker's quick hitch and trip edge systems makes removing snow easy. Made in Minnesota, Hineker plows are perfect for commercial or residential use. Have a bobcat? No problem. Hineker makes a plow for that too. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove also services all makes and models of plows and salt spreaders. Go to crystalwelding.com. Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight. Pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com. Exergen wants you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. 
Learn more at exergen.com. Calling all coffee lovers. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Don't worry, you're not dreaming because when we say unlimited, we mean unlimited. Unlimited boosts all day long. Unlimited smells of your favorite aroma. Unlimited sips of premium hot and iced coffees. Sign up on our app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. Plus tax, first free month limited time offer. Restrictions apply. For complete details, visit www.panerabread.com slash unlimited zip club. We are back with a four outdoorsman. Strewman here. Lukey, Sam, off it all is gone. Aaron's behind the glass. And I'll tell you what, I really like having you back there because... When you're even when you're sitting, you're taller than Brandon, <laughs> so it's easier for us to communicate back and forth. Oh yeah, you can see a little better through I the glass. I can see a little better. And he's yeah. paying more attention too because you know, <laughs> yeah. Brandon gets distracted because he doesn't have to pay attention. He's the rookie. We're gonna talk with uh, Bob St. Pierre for a while, but we're gonna put you on the on the spot yourself, Aaron, a little bit. I think maybe ask you a couple of questions about your background. That sounds good. And we'll go from there. Bob St. Pierre, welcome to the Four Outdoorsman. Hey, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you having me on. How are things down in Lacrosse? <laughs> well, I came back from Lacrosse last night. Uh, had a great Pheasants Forever banquet. Um, sold out 300 people and um, came back last night and then went north and ran the dogs on some rough grouse. So I've, I've crisscrossed the state in the last 24 hours. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> Bob, it's, uh, it's Mark here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, what a beautiful day today, huh? 50 degrees, and it was a great day to be out in Minnesota. I know. It's uh, it's it's a nice reprieve before the blizzard that's coming tomorrow, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it, it sounds like we're going to get whacked one more time yet uh, this month. And, and then, of course, March is always the snowiest month. So uh, just when you get a little dose of um, maybe teasing us about spring, we're going to have another dose of winter. Very nice. Well, right now on the air, we have Bob St. Pierre, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, co-host of our rival show, K-Fan Outdoors, but we love to have him on because he's a talented man. And uh, it says here <laughs> you're also board chair of Sportsman for the BWCA. That's I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm really passionate about uh, the Boundary Waters, and uh, one of the things that I volunteer my time for is uh, Sportsman for the Boundary Waters, and that's uh, a nonprofit organization that is uh, trying to make sure that the Boundary Waters stays a wilderness area and protected from um, pollution, and particularly the Twin Metals mine that yeah. has been um, has been uh, attempted to be, uh, you know, half a um, half mile from the Boundary Waters on Birch right. Lake. Um, it have some real significant concerns about. If that were to get through, um, that would pollute not only the bond, boundary waters, but the entire Rainy River watershed. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I volunteer my time for that organization. Bob, did you see the Minnesota Bound special we did on, on that issue? I did. I did. Yeah, Bill did a great job. Bill, first-class storyteller, and, uh, yeah, I did, did watch that. That was really well done. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals where you kind of have to play the middle road a little bit, but you could tell that um, you know they they really told the story and how that could be detrimental for for that area. So I I was I was pretty proud of the guys for that story. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it was really. And, and when when I think about the Boundary Waters, I equate it to it's the Midwest version of the Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what we're really striving for is Yellowstone-like protection, where there's a buffer around Yellowstone where they can't mine anything that could potentially get into the Yellowstone River, affect the Yellowstone. Um, and and that's what we're after with the Boundary Waters, to create a, a buffer so um, the water that makes the Boundary Waters, 1.1 million acres of wilderness, uh, just protects that integrity. That's fantastic. We should get you on again just to talk about that um, and everything you do with Sportsman WCA. But, Are you gonna, um, if you're, before we're going to talk about the Pheasants Forever, can I make one more comment about this? Of course you can. All right. Um, again, we're talking with Bob St. Pierre. He's with the uh, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer with the uh, Pheasants Forever. But what I like about you is you were with the St. Paul Saints for a, for a number of years, <laughs> and I'm a baseball fan. So, um, And we had part-time season tickets last year for the Saints. I love it. Good for you. But you, you're very versatile. Back to the back to the Boundary Waters. <laughs> you know, I we've got hunting shack in Ely. Been up there from, since 1961. I suppose I went to Ely five or six times this year. That's the most I've gone in a long, long time. And I think Ely is split right down the middle as far mm-hmm. as Twin Metal's okay, Twin Metal's not okay. And every store's got signs about it. And yeah. I think they're yeah. fifty I think they're fifty fifty up there. And the older I get, the more I appreciate the boundary waters. I'm seventy years old. I went probably a dozen times when I was younger, even in my thirties, uh, just before Diane and I got married, took the kids up there one or two times. The older you get, the more you appreciate what the boundary waters is. And even if you don't fish, even mm-hmm. if you don't camp or hike or, or whatever it is, you got to go there. If you're physically healthy to do so, you got to go witness the, the Boundary Waters at least once in your life. It is, it's a mesmerizing experience. It's a yeah. life, it really is a life-changing experience. It makes you change your whole attitude about the outdoors. So I'm, I'm proud of you for doing the stuff that you do. Yeah, well, thank you. And, and you know, for for so many people, it comes down to the ec- economics of the Boundary Waters, and what I think is sometimes taken for granted is how much, for lack of a better term, ecotourism of the Boundary Waters brings to Ely and Grand Marais and the entirety of northern um, northeastern Minnesota. Yeah, you know, th- this this prospective mine. You know, the number of jobs that it would potentially create is so small in comparison to the economic impact of the tourism, the, the outfitters, the paragas of the world, you know, the, the hotels, the paddle in. Um, and, and, you know, one thing goes wrong with this mine, and there's never been a copper nickel mine that's not polluted. And not, not one. And if one thing goes wrong, it's, it's ruined forever. And there are just some places that are so special in this world that we shouldn't screw with it. And for me, the 1.1 million acres of the Boundary Waters, it's protected as a wilderness area. And the, the, the water is what makes it. But you also think about, you know, moose habitat. It's, it's the place where the, the last remnant of our moose population lives. There's just so many reasons to hold on to this and protect it and you know we can find other places to find uh to to, to mine you know i started hunting in up in Ely, minnesota with my dad in 1964 i was 14 years old i think something like that maybe 65 and uh, even the first or second or third year when i was deer hunting up there i would see things long skinny 
beautifully rounded rocks, maybe a foot in length and maybe an inch and a half in diameter. And I had no idea what they were. And I found out years ago that they were they were doing core samples, core samples in the 1960s. Now, I think mm-hmm. that was USS Steel back then, but they were doing core samples even back in the 60s back then. So uh, it's amazing. But let's not tell you what. It's a beautiful place. Bonny Waters, get your backsides up there if you can. Let's talk about pheasants forever. Yeah, Bob, the, uh, one of the big reasons I wanted to get you on is uh, to catch up with pheasants forever because it's been a while. But you have a big event coming up that I'm going to be going to. It's, uh, it's Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this awesome, awesome event? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, for for having me on to talk about it. It, it, It's really our Super Bowl of events. It's the largest event in the country for people in the upland bird hunting community. And that's not just, you know, you hear Pheasant Fest and you think blaze orange and shotguns, and there's no doubt about it. Every shotgun manufacturer, hunting vest will be there. That's the center of the bullseye. But next to the Westminster Dog Show, it's the second biggest dog show in the country. Wow. There'll be f- four dozen different breeds of bird dogs. We kick the whole thing off with a bird dog parade of breeds um, at 11 a.m. on Friday, March 11th. And um, it is in Omaha, Nebraska, so it's a little bit of a poke to get down there from the Twin Cities. But, you know, it's really it's highway all the way. Um, you know, it's a super easy drive. And if you got any notion of getting a dog for your family in the coming future, there's no better place to go check that out. Uh, and, you know, you get your eyes on breeds that you maybe haven't even ever heard of. Some, you know, some breeds that you got to learn different languages to even pronounce them, you know. <laughs> so, so it's a huge dog show. Our, our organization is um, focused on wildlife habitat. So it's, it's all, actually a big kind of a farm and agriculture show john deere tractors truex seed drills great plains seed drills seed companies uh we got a wild game cooking stage hank shaw be uh on that stage and um we got artwork because so much of how we raise money is um painters and wood carvers and crafters um so it's you know, when you hear Pheasant Fest, you think, well, it's going to be a bunch of pheasant hunters, and that's true, but it's really, really a dynamic show that represents sort of a mirror of our entire culture in the upland bird world. Hey, Bob, I so I've been to every location except for Omaha, I believe. Last time it was mm-hmm. in Schaumburg, which was cool and interesting because I don't think it's ever been in Illinois. What, um, mm-hmm. what does the Omaha area have to offer um, as far as – you know, do you pull from all over the Dakotas? What What's good, great about having it in Omaha? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we this show started way back in 2003 as sort of a flyer of an idea. Joe Dugan, my predecessor, had this concept. Let's hold, hold a, you know, a national event. And it was just, it was at the... Uh, uh, Bloomington Radisson um, back in 2003, and they were sort of expecting 6,000 people, and 12,000 showed up. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, whoa, we might have something here. So uh, it, it became an every other year thing at that point. So it was 03 uh, in the Twin Cities, and then 05, it went to Omaha. Okay. And then 07 to Des Moines. And then at that point, we're like, wow, this thing is, this is really incredible. It's a great platform 
for us to talk about habitat and our organization. And, it, you know, it's, it's a, well, a revenue generator for us. It right. generates new members and booth spaces and sponsorships. So we started doing it every year, but we kept that theory of moving it from market to market to market to be able to talk about habitat and our organization in February or March outside of a normal pheasant hunting time frame. So it gives us a reason to sort of elevate our organization and our brand. Omaha, so this will be the third time it's ever been in Omaha, the first time in 11 years. So the last time it was in Omaha was 2011. It's a tremendous market. Omaha is a really fun town, great food, um, terrific steaks. I mean, they they make Omaha steaks as a, as a, <laughs> for a reason, right? But you can go down and have great, yeah, where they made, yeah. um, great meals. There's great craft beer down there. Um, and then when you think about pheasant country, um, Minneapolis-St. Paul, you know, from if, if, think about the top seven pheasant states in terms of harvest. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Nebraska, Kansas. Uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul is by far kind of the biggest community, biggest marketplace of bird hunters. Mm-hmm. Omaha is in that top five. So it's a really big concentration of people. Uh, Nebraska is a really big concentration of Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever members for us because when you start getting into Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, then it's you get into what I term mixed bag states where yep. the pheasant range sort of blends and then all of a sudden you get into the Bob White Quail range and there's that tier of states across the Great Plains where um, people – you know, when your dog goes on point or your 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 lab gets birdie and, you know, you just have no idea what's going to flush in front. It could be a covey of 12 quail or it could be a, you know, a, a badass cackling rooster. So um, it, it's a really unique market for us because it speaks to the quail forever audience and speaks to the pheasants forever audience. It's We're sold out of booth spaces. We're, we got a waiting list on booth spaces at 470 booths. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're through the roof on sponsorships. Um, things are, are really, really set up for success here. Um, and, and, you know, we had to take a year off because of the pandemic. So uh, we really need this. It's it's a really good event for us. Um, and things are really set up to do well. And, and you know, and, and not to get super long-winded on you, but, you know, with the organization and, and nonprofits during COVID, like many of us are doing well because of sponsorships and grants and partnerships. But our memberships, because of, events like this not happening and banquets not happening across the country, um, uh, we really need events like this to get back on track. We're 20,000 members down from from where we were pre-COVID. Now, we had a 12% increase in total revenue. So we've been able to pivot and be real creative. We had our best financial and habitat year in our history last year. But the one element where we're super far down is members. So that's that's where, you know, whether you come to Pheasant Fest in Omaha or, you know, we got 75 chapters across the state of Minnesota, and the majority of them are going to have their banquets over the course of the next six weeks. 
And I know your listener audience is all over the state. If people are listening, like go to a Pheasants Forever banquet in Scott County and Swift County and Stearns County and Wasika. That's really, really how you can help get things back on track. And if you're not a pheasant hunter and you care about ducks or rough grouse or deer, like join the organization that represents the species that you love the most. Every nonprofit could use you right now. Bob, thank you so much for laying out the case. It, it is such a great organization, and, and I've been so happy to work with you guys uh, being at Round Share Productions and doing everything you do. I'll tell you, the one reason you really have to go to Omaha is to see your sweet, sweet orange vest. There's no man <laughs> that is better dressed for Pheasant Fest than Bob St. Pierre. I can't wait to see you in a few weeks, Bob. Thank you for everything you do. You're a wonderful man, and um, we'll see you soon, okay? All right. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate you having me on to talk about pheasants forever. Take care of yourself, sir. Thank you. Well, that's a a good man. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And I see him fishing all the time on my favorite lake. I'm not going to tell you where. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, we're going to go to break right now. Go ahead and play that bumper music, Aaron. And we have Byron Ellertson. Be confident. Say it again. Byron Byron Ellertson. 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 Bob Ellertson. Next. He's on. Four Outdoorsman. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten in possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Don't miss the 2022 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at its new location at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 11th through the 13th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Driven TV's Pat Nicole Reeve, Lee and Tiffany Lakoski of The Crush TV, and Melissa Bachman. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. For complete details on the 2022 Deer and Turkey Classic, visit mndeerclassic.com. Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight. Pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com. Hey, welcome back to the Four Outdoorsman. Mr. Byron Ellerson is going to be on in a couple of seconds, but uh, Mr. Lukey's got something to say. Yeah, first got to say it's a small world. The the lady who won our tickets, Kathy, super nice. Um, she said that she knows the guy that shot the 30-point buck that we uh, talked about the other day. The old day. guy in the lawn chair. Yep, so that is a small world. Uh, said that he had his have to have his leg amputated, so... Hopefully he can still get out and hunt, but um, I don't know if you're going to top a 30-pointer. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think so. We have a couple more shout-outs that came in late. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. 
Uh, some of our new friends at Twin Cities Walleyes Unlimited says, great day on the ice. Looking forward to our March 3rd meeting with our guest speaker, Johnny Candle, professional angler and sports fishing communicator. I remember Johnny Candle. We had him on yeah. a few times. He's a Devil's Lake guy, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, he is. Uh, and also, Dustin Underwood said, Malax Lake Beauty out of Beachside Resorts. Uh, that's a beautiful fish. Congratulations, Dustin, and thank you for writing in. I think you're a first-timer. Um, I'm trying to figure out where to go. I, I have tomorrow off, and I want to go fishing. So well, I'll tell you what. Even though uh, Mr. Uh, Byron Ellardson is, is, uh, fishes most of the time on Lake of the Woods up in northern Minnesota, I bet he can give you some advice. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Hey, Byron, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Are you back in the Twin Cities? <laughs> are you in Florida? I'm in Florida. Okay. Well, I, th- I don't hey. know. Is, I, is Florida is the exact same time as our time. I thought it was one hour different. Yeah, we're right on the border. Tallahassee is the border for Eastern, and we're we're between Destin and Pensacola. Good for so you. On the Panhandle. The Panhandle. Real right. Florida, not the fancy Miami yeah. stuff, right? Right. Yep. Hey, yeah. <clears throat> weather's nice. It beats Minnesota weather down here. Yeah. Speaking, we're speaking with Byron Ellison again, a friend of ours. As a matter of fact, he is the uh, the number one reliever on the four outdoorsman. Thanks for jumping in on short notice, but you always like to talk fishing. I know that. Uh, Byron is is going to be taking my son and his kids sometime this summer to fish uh, out of Aronsons. Is that what it's called? I think it is. Arnison's. Arnison's, rather. Arnison's on Lake of the Woods. And and Byron and Paula spent a lot of summertime up there. But now you are in Florida, and you sent me some pictures, oh, about two weeks ago, of you catching some. You called it... Uh, you, you called it the Ming, Ming fish. Was it M-I-N-G? Is that what you were talking? Name, that, that was a nickname for this fish? Uh, Vermilion snappers, we call them Mingos here. Oh, Mingos. M-I-N-G-O-S. Yeah, yep. Mingos. And I'd never <laughs> yeah. heard of a Vermilion snapper before, and he showed me some pictures of them and whatnot. They're beautiful fish. And you were nice enough to send me a couple. I got to go fishing with you because, honest to God, and I said this to Mark before you got on the air, that might be as good a tasting fish as I've ever ever had and it's and i know walleye is good i know perch is good uh you know crappie panfish they're all good this was wonderful how long have you been fishing red snappers down there vermilion snappers well we've been coming to florida for nine years now and the, the first on our bucket list you know when we retired i wanted to see the minnesota twins in spring training yeah. so the first year we went down there and then uh, had some friends come to the panhandle uh, the year after, and, and uh, we talked to them, and, and first time it was two weeks, and then uh, uh, it's been, you know, almost two months the last several years. So uh, I learned a few things about fishing the Gulf and uh, and identifying different fish and so on. Uh, what I do is take the party boat out, you know, holes from uh, 20 to 50 people, you know, in that. Generally, there's 20 to 30 people on the boat. And you mean you said you take the boat out? Are you the, are you a captain down there as well as up at Arnison's on Lake of the Woods, or you just go with somebody else? No, I just go on it. It's a big boat. It's like a seventy-two foot boat. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, I do have a, my captain license also, but no, I, I just uh, uh, you get to talk to the captains down here, visit with them, ride up top, and and kind of discover certain areas they fish, et cetera, and then learn, you know, different techniques on, on fishing the Gulf for these fish. You know, uh, uh, <clears throat> over the years, the seasons have, have kind of changed. You know, fish you know, used to be able to keep as an amberjack, 
you know, and there's a slide, uh, size slot in that also. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, used to be able to keep one a day. You can't keep them anymore. That opens May 1st. And then uh, trigger fish used to be able to keep two. Now that closes and opens March 1st, which I'll be able to fish uh, for at that time. And and several other fish, you know. Uh, 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 so the fish I sent you was vermilion snapper, some white snapper. Uh, you can keep lane snappers, another in the snapper family, you know, and, and several other fish. That It took me a long time to, to identify, you know, all these different fish you catch in the ocean because there's so many species, it's unbelievable. How much fun. Go ahead, Mark. Byron, this is going to sound like a really, really dumb question. Get ready for this, Byron. Get ready. Do you have to buy a license to fish in the ocean, or is it through Florida, or how do you have to get an ocean yeah. license? Yeah, if, if you fish from shore in Florida, you have to buy a fishing license because you're on your own. But if right. you take the party boat out, the, the license is supplied. Oh. So uh, for a six-hour trip, I'll just say it's $80 to go out. Okay. And, and you know, for a for an eight-hour trip, it's $90. So uh, pretty pretty cheap entertainment because I enjoy it and, and, uh, and have a lot of fun. Does uh, does Paula get on those boats with you? Does she like those big waves? Say it again. Does Paula get on the boat with you on the on the party boat? No, <laughs> no, not at all. She just cooks my fish. That a girl. <laughs> She'd be like my wife. I tell you, my wife, my wife loves the water. She loves beaches, but don't put her out in the middle of the ocean on one of those big boats. We went to this is a, a side story, and Diana's listening. I know we were in Mexico the year before, maybe last year, going from. Oh, the Cancun area to an island. It wasn't uh, Cozumel to an island. You know, we get about halfway through. It was about 150 people on this boat, and she threw up over everybody. <laughs> she threw up, and I, I felt so bad for her. It just came out of nowhere, and she starts barfing. I th- oh, my Lord. So you keep her on the shore. Mark's got a question for you. <clears throat> so I, yeah, go ahead. I'm curious, how, how do you catch red snapper? How deep are they? I'm, I'm terribly interested in, in ocean fishing, and I've only done it once in my life. I'm headed actually to Alaska in June to do that for the first time. So, uh, tell me, tell me how you go about catching red snapper in Florida. Yeah, so the party boat, you know, like I said, is seventy foot long, and that we go from fifteen to twenty miles out in the Gulf, and generally start, you know, I'll say a hundred to hundred and twenty feet uh, on 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 old shipwrecks. You know, they've sunk uh, uh, some sort of structure that uh, you know the government is is has made out in the in these waters to attract fish and if they aren't there then we move to another spot you know i fished as far as, as 300 feet deep you know for mingos where they're structuring at and and uh, generally it's about you know 30 35 miles out for those so we go a long ways it's about a two-hour drive with the boat uh so if you have a six-hour trip you know it's two hours out two hours back so you got two hours fishing so you got to fish as fast as you can but we bottom fish and and use like a, a 20 ounce weight uh with two hooks uh kind of like a lindy rig but two hooks tied to it you know net off the bottom and and uh you feel a bite we use circle hooks also and uh you feel that little tap tap it just kind of uh, uh like a little little light bite and then you just start reeling you don't jerk or anything like that versus walleye fishing is there a limit on the uh, on the uh, uh, vermilion snapper? Yeah, so if there's 20, 20 people on the boat, you can take 200. So it's 10 fish a day per person. 
And if that person doesn't catch, you know, their 10, generally it doesn't happen that way. So you could keep a few more. Uh, I, I tend to give a lot of fish away because I, I go over my 10 limit on that, so which I don't care. It doesn't bother me. If you could choose so, one type of fish that you've caught already in the Florida area, what fish would it be? Uh, you know, vermilion snapper are, are great eaters, like like the, the ones I sent you, you know, yeah. very, very good. Triggerfish are good. Uh, red snappers out of season, I wish we could keep those. Used to be able to, but they open up June first now, and all these summer vacationers that come here can take those. So as, as snowbirds don't get a chance to <laughs> to keep any of those. By the way, Paula's got to send me the uh, an email with that that uh, her recipe because what I did was basically what everybody does. We took some uh, uh, cracker meal and. Um, what do we have on it? We had a whole bunch of little things in there. I read I read a recipe about it and, and uh, pan fried it, and it was absolutely beautiful with great breadcrumbs or whatever they were. But it was wonderful. But anyway, uh, I got a tip for somebody. Uh, Byron was nice enough, and Paula was nice enough to send Diana and me this fish in a cooler, and he put them on ice, of course, and sent them up here. But I happened to be in Arizona when they came here, and I stopped all my mail. And so they were supposed to be here, and I text Byron. I said, I tell you what, Byron, something's wrong. They're not here. He tracked them. They're there. I stopped my mail, and they're sitting in the post office probably melting, you know, <laughs> and they're probably wondering what the smell is. But anyway, so by the, by the time I got them, they were pretty much thawed out, and I thought, boy, should we be concerned? And I got online, and I read that whether you're – if you freeze fish, whether they're thawed or already cooked, and they thaw completely, you can freeze them again with no concerns whatsoever. Nothing as far as medically that you have to be concerned with, and they turn out fabulously. So, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a, a, a great I, – I, I learned a lot because I didn't want to get rid of those fish by any means. Right. Um, so Diana didn't have to call 911. <laughs> no, uh, not, not that time, but only when I'm cooking something – that I'm not very good at, which I'm not very good at, but she's a, she's a hell of a cook herself. But she, I'm, now I'm, I'm screwed now because I'm the fish cooker person in the family forever, probably. <laughs> but um, it was a, just a, a cool experience. Now, when you're up in, in Lake of the Woods, you fish five or six days a week, not because you have to. I know, I know you take one, you captain the charters maybe one or two times a week when they need you, but you fish five or six times a week just because you love it. How often do you fish in Florida? I fish twice a week in Florida. Uh, uh, you know, you have to look at the nice days here yeah. too. Sometimes it's pretty windy, you know, and, and the, the big enough boats go out, but a lot of people get sick, so they won't go out, yeah. uh, for that reason. Uh, but yeah, generally twice a week, I'm going tomorrow on a 10 hour trip, uh, which will be a lot of fun, uh, 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 trying to catch some, you know, other fish. So, uh, uh, it'll, it'll be an enjoyable time. The weather's supposed to be 65 again, just like today. I hate to rub it in, but I'd uh, I'd probably be playing around at golf myself. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's good temperature to be playing around at golf. Good for you. Good for you. You deserve yeah. it. You know, you, you sounded you and Paula sound like my wife and me. We've never, I've never considered being any place more than a week or two. And all of my friends go to Florida or Arizona, and they do that for a week, two weeks, three weeks. Four, and then now they're three months down there. You know what I'm talking about? And they they put oh, yeah. you, they put you in the warm water and, and keep turning the heat up, and you just can't. And uh, I I can see how easy it would be get to get hooked, but I'm not sure if I want to get hooked. I, I give me a week or two, and I got to get back home. But uh, good well, for you. I'm excited for you. 
Yeah, I look at it. My ice fishing's overrated now, so <laughs> I'd sooner have soft water versus hard water. I am with you as well. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say Mark Fisher's name again. I say this story all the time. Mark Fisher and uh, the boys have a a show on after ours called Real Talk Outdoors. So stick around if you guys are just listening online right now, whatever. But Real Talk Outdoors at seven o'clock. And Mark Fisher, I asked him one time because he's a Hall of Fame fisherman. And I said, I said, Mark, I said, you know, even. We talk fishing all the time. We've never talked about ice fishing. He said, I, I don't ice fish. He said, my wife says I can drink at home. And I think that's a great line. That's, that's a great that's line. Good, yeah. He's not too far away from the truth in there. I tell you, Byron, thank you so much for joining us on short notice like that. Call me. Now, when, when are you guys coming back home? We're going to come home the first week of March because uh, I have the sport show we do to work for Arnison's at the Northwest Sports Show that yep. goes on 10th through the 13th. Yep. So okay. we'll be home there then. So, yep. Okay, after that sportsman show is done, we'll get together, my wife. And after we come back, we're taking a cruise through the Panama Canal all the way around and coming back from California. I'll be back about the 27th of March. So after that sometime, I'll give you a call when I get back, and we'll share stories, have a bite to eat and a beer, all right? Okay, sounds good. i got to say a hello to my daughters, Jenny, Amanda, and Melissa. You bet. Glad you're listening. Thanks. Take care, you guys, and thanks for being so nice. Have fun down there. You deserve it. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Four Outdoorsman. Yeah, thank you very much, you guys. You bet. What a nice man that guy is. Would you uh, Would you ever be a snowbird, or does that not suit you? I don't think so. Diana and I talk about it all the time, and, and, and she's. we have a lot of friends who stay a month or two months. Yeah. Boy, I might be able to do a month, I think. But I, like I was telling everybody before, you know, I'd want to go to Arizona and spend all the time. Then I have to buy a, I'd have to buy Velcro tennis shoes, you know, like all those other. What's wrong with Velcro tennis all shoes? The, all those old seniors down there have Velcro tennis shoes. But, uh, uh, but we were down there for about a week, two weeks ago in Sun City, and I know that's all old people because you have to be over fifty or fifty-five. Oh, I could get used to that. I mean, there's yeah. eight, eight golf courses around. There's something to do every day. And uh, everyone plays around a golf and goes to the Elks. After that, has a few cocktails and BS, and there's something to go, something going on all the time. So if you're unhappy or sad down there or bored down there, it's your own problem. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if I could do it for more than a couple of weeks. We, we, we been, we're, gonna, we're talking about it. We're yeah, talking, I yeah. think I think a month or two. It's I could definitely do it. Yeah, I uh, I like warm weather. <laughs> I hate this stuff, man. <laughs> I know. Now's the time where we're just at the end of it, where it's like, all right, it's got to turn. That's why today was nice at 40, but here comes the blizzard. Yeah, now we're getting blasted. Now we're getting blasted, yeah. So, Strewman, what do you have uh, What do you have going on? You're going to be missing a few shows coming up, aren't uh, you? Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm sticking around the next couple of shows, I think, but on March 12th, March 11th, Diane and I go to March 12th. We head down to Florida, and the boat takes off on the 13th, and we're going to be gone for about 17 days, I think. 13, no, 14 days. We're coming back the 27th. So I'll be gone for two weeks. I'm going to miss, be missing three shows. So we're going to have a lot of substitutes for a couple of those shows to make sure you and Sam aren't lonely. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, We yeah. will be just fine without you, even though you are the rock that keeps the ship going. And I can't call in from a ship, can I? Unless Maybe. I want to spend about $30. Yeah, you won't spend it for that. Not it, man. I want to thank our guests that came on tonight, Bob St. Pierre and Byron Ellertson. Uh, great show. Um, don't forget to go buy tickets to the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic uh, coming up March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Thank you for Mr. St. Pierre and uh, Bob Ellerson and everybody who listened to this show and all of our sponsors. We're very blessed that you guys join us and hang on with us because we have a lot of fun. So take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Mark Lukey has something to say. Get outside and make some memories.